I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican. And the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division. And it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just gotta count shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. If you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 71, with my good buddy Mike Baldwin. We are two professional stand up comedians who are tired of all the lies in this country and all the bullshit. And uh, so we talk about it every single week for 71 weeks in a row now. Wow. We have been here and talking about it and uh, probably just making a wealth of difference in the country, I would yeah. imagine. We're changing minds. <laughs> changing minds, changing lives. Um, we think that the deep state is real. We think that all the stuff you're seeing is complete bullshit. If you're watching mainstream media at this point, you should stop because they are nothing more than a propaganda outlet. Um, I haven't watched a mainstream media news channel for a long time, but every time I watch it, like in a hotel, I'll like be in the lobby or something like waiting to check in and I'll look up at the TV and I'm just like, I just want to go fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, whenever I see, and that's exactly where I see it too, is uh, either in an airport or in the lobby of a hotel and, and I'll see whatever story CNN is talking about. And then I'll look at Twitter and look at the trending thing. And I'm like, this is not even a news story. Like this is not anything that anybody's talking about in the real world, but they're just putting out their their narrative, you know, like what they're told to talk about that day and what angles they're going to push. And that's the thing I've like, even when the, the mainstream news is not flat out lying to you, the reason that they're telling you the things that they're telling you are to continue to push a narrative, you know? So it's like when, when I say I don't believe the mainstream media, then somebody will inevitably be like, so you're saying this story never happened? And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like those kinds of stories happen all over the country or even the world every day. And it's like you're only hearing about it because they chose that as the thing that you need to hear about today. So even when it is the truth, I always think like, why are they telling me this? You know, why when a, a, a black cop shoots a white guy, that's not news. But when a white guy, a white cop shoots a black guy, that is news. Like they're both terrible. Like I'm sure the stories behind both of them are like, you know, I would think the same thing. Like, oh man, you know, it looked like the guy was coming right for him. Like I, if I was a cop, I probably would have shot the guy too. Like that's the, the argument that we should have when something like that happens or like he shouldn't have shot that guy, but not like this guy is oppressing the other guy or this guy is oppressed. Ergo, he's allowed to do this or something like that. But that's the things that they that they make us talk about when stuff like that happens, as opposed to just why did a cop shoot a guy like that? That gets into a whole nother thing of like, People are like, why'd he shoot him? He he just had a knife. 
And it's like, you don't have to be equal in your use of force. You know, you're not like, oh, you got the knife. Let me get my knife out and we'll have a fucking knife fight. It's like, hey, stop trying to hurt me. And I'm going to defend myself to, to to your death if I must. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, you you see constantly on like Twitter and that kind of thing, like a, a group of black kids beating the crap out of some white kid. And I'm like, you know, that's messed up no matter what race does it to what race. But you only show it when it's on the news or mainstream news if it was the opposite, you know. And that just proves that they're that they're pushing a narrative. They're like, ah, that's not news. If if a white kid gets beat up, it's only news if if it happens to a minority. And it's like, no, it's both terrible. Why can't you just show everything that's terrible instead of being like, ah, because we're trying to we're trying to divide people. And it's not like again, it's not like Katie Couric and Sam Donaldson are like, we need to divide the country. They just do what they're told and they make a shitload of money to read those teleprompters. And if they don't, there's someone else who will do it for them. That's that's what it boils down to. Yeah. I would like to see a list. I'd like to see somebody break down like how many people have worked for certain news stations and for how long did they work there? And like, what was the last thing that they said on the news? I bet there's a few of them in there who like lost their job because of something they said, or of course there's like the five second delay or sometimes it's not even live. So who knows? A lot of people might've said stuff and they just never aired it. And they're like, yeah, you're out of here, man. You can't be thinking like that here. We don't allow that. Yeah, it's it's such a frustrating time to be alive in so many ways because there's so many things that they just don't show the American people who are looking at it through traditional uh, means, meaning the mainstream media, and they make it so hard for like people like you and I to even get our opinions out there. Once they know our opinions and they realize that it doesn't go with what they want to push out there, they don't show it. Like nobody sees our podcast clips. Um, nobody even sees when I try to promote a show anymore. You know, uh, I've noticed that like at one point there'd be like a hundred people like my post about, Oh, I'm coming to the funny bone at the, at the uh, Omaha in Omaha. They'd be like, Oh, cool. Even if they weren't in the Omaha area, they'd be like, Oh, good for you. You're working like, mm-hmm. you know, and I notice now that like, maybe 20 people will see that or, or like it or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just trying to make a living. I'm not even talking about Trump or anything else. I'm just trying to to sell freaking tickets, man. Um, but they've gotten to the point, at least for me, because I see other people that, you know, I, I'm not going to mention any names, but I see people who are like kind of new to getting the truth out there and they'll put up something that, that saying something similar that I would have said a year or two ago when I was really popping off about shit on social media and it'll get like a hundred, 300 likes. And I'm like, that, that means that most people in this country aren't down for that shit. This person isn't an influencer. They're just like some girl that's getting over her anxiety. And now how she's doing it is she's like, have you noticed that the world is flat and dinosaurs are bullshit and (laughs) (laughs) whatever. And it's like got all these shares and stuff. And if I went on social media and was like, the earth is flat, the dinosaurs aren't real. um, Trump isn't the guy they made him out to be. It'd be like four people would see that shit, you know? Uh, Yeah. Well, a lot of it, like, I mean, when you upload a video, the, 
the computer or whatever, the Facebook <clears throat> computer like listens to your video. They like transcribe it for themselves. So they pick out words and stuff like that. So a lot of times, even if you don't type anything specific in the in the post, if the video has a certain buzzword or whatever in it, then Facebook will just be like, yeah, we're not showing that to anybody. Or I mean, plus like you sign all of your like computer and phone rights away when you sign up for Facebook. And it asks like if you read the thousand page uh, terms and conditions and whatnot, it, it says in there like we can look at your other traffic, Internet traffic to like find advertising for you and other things. And so like they if you're even if you post something totally innocent on Facebook, then there's probably some computer at Facebook somewhere going, yeah, but he went to, uh, you know, alexjones.com or whatever earlier that day. So let's not push this guy, you know, uh, I, I, it's all uh, it's I don't know. It's weird, man. Everything's yeah. just weird. I haven't, I haven't, you know, my Facebook was set up by somebody else, like a girl, like 20 years ago. Like I didn't even, whenever Facebook came out, I mean, it was years before I even posted anything. Um, and then when I did post, I was like drinking at the time. So I'd be like, it wasn't anything like that, but it was definitely like, it wasn't, it wasn't conspiracy stuff or anything. It was just like stuff I probably shouldn't be putting on social media and like, I didn't even understand, like, I didn't realize that people could read your comments. I remember getting to, the, to an argument with this guy, like, after I quit drinking and he, him telling me what a dick I used to be or something. And I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm still a dick, just so you know. But, um, but anyway, we had this, like, full-on argument before I realized, like, oh, everyone can see this? <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, so... Anyway, that, um, that reminds me of a somewhat unrelated story, but it's just interesting how you don't know those things until you experience them and you learn like how the Internet works and stuff, you know, and I remember uh, uh, and an iPhone update that I got at one point. This was years ago, but it was on Thanksgiving. I remember that uh, I it now had the ability to do group messages so in my mind, what that meant was I could send the same message to 10 different people and they would all get it. I'll get it. I didn't that it meant, no, you're all in one conversation together. So anyway, so I, I made a generic message that was like, happy Thanksgiving, beautiful. I hope like your day <laughs> is as nice as something. I don't remember exactly what, but I group messaged it to like 10 girls. And then I get the first response back that was like, oh, thanks, Mike. And then the second response was like, wait, did he send this to more than one of us? And then the third response is like, yep, I think he did. Big fuck up, Mike. And I was like, no, I like wanted to throw my phone at the wall. And I was just like, God, I'm such a piece of shit. Luckily, it was nothing like, you know, yeah, super over the top or anything. <laughs> right. But still, it just showed like I'm just an uh, asshole that will copy and paste the same message to 10 girls. 
that's funny. Um, were you trying to be like nefarious about it or was it like, yeah, I mean, I, the, my, my plan was that each girl would separately get a text that said, happy Thanksgiving, beautiful. And then they would respond and be like, Oh, thanks. Happy Thanksgiving to you too. And then that would lead to whatever, you know, that was my thought, but yeah, no, I didn't realize that that's what group texting even meant. Like now it makes total sense, but yep. Just, uh, being an idiot, not knowing shit. It reminds me of, I uh, just watched this documentary about this surgeon. I forget his name, Paolo Macavini Maca- or some shit. I'm totally butchered his name, but he's this Italian fella. And they all, everyone thought he was like a, like the best surgeon ever. And, and he, uh, he was putting like these plastic windpipes in people and like soaking them in stem cells or something. And it killed like everybody that he tried it on. And, and the this do you know what documentary i'm talking about no idea okay i i just watched it It was like trending on netflix or something but he he went he not only was it turned out to be like just a complete piece of shit like he acted like he cared about everyone but he would like he was engaged to this woman and he had a whole family and he traveled the world so he like would make all these different videos like hi beautiful but he would never say like he, he would call them all like beautiful and my love and shit but he would never say their name and the lady's like yeah you know looking back on it he never said my name in these videos so he probably had chicks in russia and czechoslovakia and all over the world he's just like sin sin sin, sin. <laughs> just a total bastard and the uh some big hospital that he worked for um, they were all like, they, they would cover for him. And I mean, he was just like traveling the world, just like freaking killing people and banging chicks. <laughs> like, was he, I mean, was he legit trying to help these people and he just, it, the thing didn't work or was he like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I think he, I think he was, a, I think he was a legit surgeon, but, um, and I, I think it was like, a bonus if it helped people but he really just didn't care if it did or not you know um i mean that's what it seemed like anyway but Damn. he killed he killed like three or four different people and like falsified all his research he like never even tried the shit on animals he's just like putting fake windpipes in people and then they die these horrible deaths and he's just like yeah <laughs> sorry like, I mean, yeah, next time it'll probably work next time. Yeah. And even say to my wife, I'm like, I don't know shit about this, but it doesn't seem to me like soaking a plastic pipe and stem cells would be enough for it to just regenerate. Like, and enough people were like, that eh, sounds feasible. Like other doctors and shit. I don't know, man, but I don't either. Your Thanksgiving text reminded me of all of that. Well, good. Yeah, I mean, I do I do the same thing on dating apps and stuff. Like, it's like comedy. Once you say a, a line in front of an audience and it works, you're like, well, there's no reason for me to not say this exact same line to the next audience because they don't know that I winged it the first show. They don't know that I'm repeating anything, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's what I that's what I do on dating apps when I find an intro paragraph that that seems to be getting responses i'm like all right this is the intro from now on <laughs> yeah well um i'm not sure what all we want to talk about i would like to uh i would love to organize a tour with me and you and my buddy kurt fletcher i think that would be a lot of fun and uh if we could figure out a way to sell tickets to do it 
because um, you were talking last week, it reminded me, uh, you were talking about wanting to just open for someone. And it would be great if we could all just do like, have an opener do 20, and then we do 35, which is a lot easier than 45 or 50. And, mm -hmm. uh, and make split the money and, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that'd be a good idea. Speaking of that, how is your special going? Uh, well, first I agree. And I think that would be a good idea and that'd be a fun show. Uh, but then who, who the fuck is going to come see us? You know, that's what I'm worried about. But I, I keep telling myself like, let's, I'm going to wait for one of these videos to go viral and then all my problems will be solved, you know, but really maybe that's what we need to do is like start with the tour and then once tickets are already on sale then we can start pushing all these videos that i've already been pushing of my my comedy you know and be like hey if you like this then come see me in your town albeit whatever I, but i imagine a lot of clubs probably might not be interested in us because it's such a, a coin toss on whether anybody's going to show up or not but I do like the idea of calling uh, like breweries and stuff because they're always open for like, yeah, we'll do whatever. Any reason you can give people to come in here is great for us. You know, and we well, charge 10 bucks at the door and, and split it. Well, it's such a tricky thing. And I certainly don't want to um, put all our eggs in like the Trump basket, like hoping he wins because the cop member, Kali Fontania talking about how all those influencers who are like on the right um, doing well because they got in when Trump was president. And now I feel like people trying to spout truth or say anything, not with their leftist bullshit, um, doesn't get noticed and make it so much harder, um, to get noticed. It makes me wonder if like we could pretend to be something we're completely not just to see if we blow up and then like take the mask off like Scooby-Doo and be like, yeah, it wouldn't even, it was all bullshit. You think I still think I'm funny. That reminds me of Dave Chappelle going, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I've, I've gotten it a little bit on Reddit posting my videos and stuff on there. And cause I've got links to my website and my link tree and all that. And then on those are links to truth social and rumble and stuff like that. So if you dig enough, then you can see like what, plus I've got links to the podcast and shit. So, but that's like the, the biggest negative thing I've gotten on Reddit is people commenting and being like, you know, this guy has a true social account. Right. And other people are like, he's, he's funny, dude. It doesn't matter. But other, some people are like, Oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for telling me. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes when my YouTube was really killing it, um, and, and for some reason it started doing well again, and then I put up a video making fun of powdered wigs, and it's hard not to, it's hard not to think it's all tied together when all of a sudden I was getting just a handful of subscribers every day, but over the course of a month it was like several hundred, and I put up this video video about powdered wigs, and it wasn't even like anti-trans or anything. But then all of a sudden my numbers started going down again and and you know it's like do they think i'm making fun of trans people is that why they're all of a sudden you know well i don't i didn't know it had anything to do with trans anything i thought you were just I, making fun of powdered wigs yeah, i think that's it's got, different 
I do too, but it just, it's makes me paranoid about it is what I'm saying. And like, you know, it's, it's known now that the Biden administration has, has censored people who they, anything they think is like hateful or whatever. And I never thought my act was hateful or any of that shit until, until all this stuff started getting censored. And now I'm like, man, I have only a handful of clips that I can put up that are like, all of your stuff is very, uh, funny to everyone. And I think my stuff is too. Once they come to my show, like I've had, I've had trans people and whoever come up to my, come up to me after shows and, you know, black people especially have always enjoyed my stuff. But I think when you put it on social media, they're like, eh, this might be, let's just be safe and not promote anything this guy does. You know what right. I mean? Yep. Um, and that's very frustrating because I don't, I don't say anything. I'm not a hateful person. I'm not a hateful comic, but I definitely make fun of things that used to be okay to make fun of. Um, and, and now people are like, eh, let's just err on the side of caution and not, you know, put this out there, you know, because it, it could, it could offend someone. I'm like, well, until that happens, just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a lot of what, uh, what was it? The uh, Colorado Supreme court thing. They, they passed the thing that said Trump could be taken off the ballot. And then the next day, the, the news posted all these stories about all the death threats that the Colorado Supreme court were receiving and uh, police are looking into multiple death threats and all that stuff. And I think it was just yesterday, the police actually put a statement out and they said, yeah, there was one threat, but it turned out to be a hoax. Like there were no real threats of it, but that was after two weeks of them being like, just for standing up for the right thing, like far right wing extremists are threatening to murder these poor people. And it's like, nope, that didn't happen. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we were talking about earlier that they do. And once your eyes are open to it and you even reading news stories, you're like, well, this probably didn't even happen. Once you read the story, you're like, this is all just them. They just throw any of that shit out there. And so many people in this country are so gullible about it. They're like, that's why we can't let Trump in because he emboldens these people who are just all about. I'm like, bullshit. That's all lies. And they're just like, eh, well, fuck you. Yeah, if anything, if if there was a Trump rally and somebody was there being like, yeah, what we ought to do is go get those Supreme Court people, all the other Trump supporters would be like, whoa, no, like that's not we're not saying that like and that's that's what you can see in the in the videos from January 6th are are like 10 people breaking windows, all wearing black masks, of course, and covering their faces and wearing gloves and all this shit. And then a shitload of other Trump supporters standing around being like, no dude, like the, and shouting the words Antifa and feds and shit like that, because they're all, they all think the way I think, which is like real Trump supporters don't do that the same way as the, the Nazis and the Tiki torch guys and all of that shit. Like it's all the same. Like those aren't the, the, the majority of Trump supporters. And I don't even think a lot of them are real Trump supporters. I think they're either paid or they're just like willing activists to be like, yeah, I'll pretend to be a Trump supporter just to make him look like shit. Yeah. Or if you give me money to do it, that's what, that's what George Soros is famous for doing. Um, he does that kind of stuff. And, um, we live in this society where one person can fuck it up for like, you know, it can be a hundred thousand people and 10 people are like, 
you know, racist or whatever. And you're like, that's all of them. And it's like, no, that's not even a, that's not even a 10th of a percent of them, you know, but yeah. And that's true with every demographic that you can think of, you know, it's yeah. the same for white people or black people or anything like that. It's like, if you just point at like, oh man, these 10 are fucking uh, huge fuck ups. And, and if somebody else is like, they all are, it's like, well, no, I don't think that at all. Just, and that's it goes back to the the cop and the white and black stuff from earlier like if we would all just focus on the fact that like hey if there's a cop and he's giving you instructions don't fight him like don't resist arrest like don't try to kill a, a police officer or attack one or anything like that should be the message that gets out there like but instead the message is like hey you know the the guy had a lot going on like he shouldn't have to deal with he was innocent, you know, he, he did, shouldn't have been stopped by the cop. And it's like, yeah, but now he is like, if you're innocent and a cop fucks with you, you can deal with that later in court and probably get some money out of it, you know, but yeah. instead you, you choose to fight or run or whatever the case, like, I don't know, like that. Well or even just mouth off like my little brother god rest his soul he was the mouthiest a cop would pull him over and he would argue with him i'm like dude they will probably let you go if you just say yes sir and no sir and yeah that was a stupid thing to do i wasn't paying attention most of them are like all right i don't want to write up this ticket so just don't do that anymore and get out of here they'll check your license or whatever but he got a ticket one time or he got a ticket three different times at the same like speed zone or whatever and I, i'm like ace quit doing that in that spot you know they're there instead of waiting for them to pull you over and then arguing with them like yeah you are right they shouldn't be whatever they did to you but you clearly know what's going to happen so what what's the point of of doing it you know like well they fucking do it every time i'm like yes <laughs> you just admitted they do it every time so don't do it through there and he'd be like well it's still bullshit and i'd be like yes you're right but you don't get any prizes for being right with the cops or being right in a courtroom or anything you know our justice system is fucked up and you just got to play their stupid game otherwise you're going to be in jail and write about it you know like oh, i was right and they were wrong like yeah congratulations <laughs> you're still living here for the next 60 days dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, like as a kid when I first started driving and stuff. I mean, even before I drove, because we had dare and stuff like that. Like I got cop talks from my parents a couple of times, and it's just like you know, if he comes, like yes sir, no sir, like respect that kind of shit, you know. And that's what, what all of my friends were taught too, you know. Like, granted, we did, uh, we were fucking around with a, a party one night we were the ninjas when I was in high school. So we would all dress in black and like steal beer from freshman parties and stuff like that. But it was all fun. You know, we weren't like hurting anyone or anything, but one night we were hiding in this forest outside. It was like just a little patch of woods outside this dude's house. And my friend Josh had his binoculars and shit and uh, just making like bird sounds. I don't know. We were fucking idiots, but we were juniors and they were freshmen. So we were like, we felt above them, you know, but anyway, somebody called the cops and the cops came and we all just ran to the other side of these woods. And we all ended up not getting talked to or stopped or anything, but that's different though, than a cop being like you come here and then just running, you know, we were just like cop lights, like run, disperse everyone. One guy climbed a tree and just waited there.
Yeah, and there's always that kid in the group who will like like pop off and then the whole group gets in trouble and you're just like, you freaking idiot. They were about to just tell us to close down the party or whatever and you had to pop off and now mm-hmm. four of us got MIPs or whatever all because you had to, you know, say some smart ass thing as he was leaving. Fucking dick. You know, like that's the thing about cops, like a lot of them, I can't say this about all of them because I know a few cops and most of them are pretty cool, but there's a few cops who are cops because they got made fun of or they got beat up or they were scrawny in high school or whatever. Then they start lifting weights and they're like, I'm going to be a cop and I'm going to get back at every dickhead who ever messed with me. And like, so it, yeah. err on the side of caution and be like, just yes, sir. No, sir. Well, sorry there, about that. There's every version of that too, because uh, every once in a while I'll hear stories from hot girls that are like, I got pulled over and, and I like, you know, batted my eyes and I pulled my shirt down a little so my tits would hang out and he still gave me a ticket or he still arrested me or something like that. And it's like, yeah, that guy has a, a shitty history with a hot chick. And so when he sees you being like, oh, come on, even me, you know, he's like, fuck you, bitch. He's saying his ex's name in his head, you know, fuck yeah. you, Jenny. I'll show you <laughs> Fucking write your ticket. Yeah. Um, speaking of Colorado, so did we did we cover this already? They did put him back on the ballot or they didn't actually take him off. They the ruling was and I think it was I don't remember the numbers, but it was that he, because of insurrection, he couldn't be on the ballot. But then they immediately stayed that ruling, which means, yeah, that's the ruling, but it doesn't go into effect because they uh, this is my opinion, at least they knew that it would be taken to, to a higher court and overturned because there is no insurrection. He was never charged with that and obviously never found guilty of it. And nobody can prove that that's what the fuck happened. So, uh, but I think as of now, it may have actually officially been overturned. I'm going to look it up here. Actually, Trump, Colorado, it says Secretary of State reinstates Trump on ballot. Big loss for authoritarian authoritarian Democrats. That's well, the that, that sounds like a right down the middle news story. Um, why did Colorado? I don't fucking know. I don't know what the latest news was. The This says the Colorado GOP asked the U.S. Supreme Court to keep Trump on the ballot. Um, So maybe that's what's the latest thing was. But the thing that I read was like, he's on the ballot now. He was never officially off the ballot. Like, this has all been bullshit. It's just like every other story. They just wanted a big headline, which they got for a week or two before the real truth comes out. And then people are like, oh, well, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, and the only other uh, president I think that's ever been taken off a ballot was uh, was Abraham Lincoln back in the day, like 1860. The, and the, that was the Democrats. They, they always, you know, and, and we try to emphasize on this podcast that we're not necessarily Republican or Democrat. We just want people to realize that it's it's all bullshit and it's definitely heavier on the bullshit side of the Democrats these days, but they're all in it together. And that's why they hate Trump so much because they're all in it together and he's not with them. And the people who hate him think that he's trying to line his pockets and all that shit. I'm like, maybe, but I just don't, I don't believe it. 
Yeah, I don't either. And I don't think they believe that he's doing it for money either. They, all of the things that they say, they know that it's not the truth. You know, they, they knew the whole time that he wasn't colluding with Russia. They know that the fact that he's losing money as president versus if he would have just stayed Donald Trump tells everybody, no, he's not doing it for the money. Like he's, He's not going to go through the hell of being president for eight years just so he can build like a hotel somewhere that's not worth the investment to him, you know, and he could have gotten the hotel anywhere he wanted without being president. So it's not like he's doing it for that, you know, like the only reason he could be doing it is because of his ego or because he loves the country. And I think it's an equal part of both. Like you've said before, he he would like the, the history books to say, and then America was saved by Donald Trump. Like that's probably part of it. But in order for the history books to say that, he has to also save America. So I'm fine with whatever his reason is. You know, if a guy gives me a thousand dollars and is like, here, I'm giving you this because I, I hurt a guy once that looked like you and I just feel bad and I just want to do whatever. I, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care what your reason is. I'm happy to take it from you. Yeah, he wants to be the guy to get it done. And and it's sure not going to be done through traditional means because that, that shit's over, man. I feel like, and I kind of thought this in the last election, like if he doesn't get elected, we're completely screwed. And, um, and we are, but like the last three years is like annoying as they've been. We haven't felt it yet, but. It, it definitely seems like it's coming, you know, like the economy is about to freaking completely implode. I mean, everything is through the roof these days as far as, uh, um, gosh, I can't think of the word inflation. Um, but yeah, I was, I was listening to something the other day that said like, you know, if you're going to buy a new car, you better do it like right now, like yesterday, cause this shit's about to go through the roof and insurance and just everything. Um, my so, insurance went up. It was $369 for six months, six months ago. And now it's like $421 for six months. So whatever percent that is, but yeah, I mean, everything's going up. I think there will be, I, I still don't know what it will be, but I think there will be something that kicks off everything. But I do, I still think I've, I'm going to say the same thing that every other podcast that i listen to says and that is buy some fucking emergency food like you and and water and that kind of shit and a weapon if you don't have any uh because i don't i don't think it'll get like gangs in the street like sort of bad you know but i do think it will get like looting at the local grocery store bad because something will kick everything off deliveries will stop or there will be a, you know an uprising in in big cities and that'll cause the delivery companies to be like it's not safe for us to deliver there and then that'll just compound on itself and i i don't know that that's going to happen but i feel like that's the next logical step of where we're heading right now cuz like you said i mean everything's just barely hanging on right now and people are starting to realize like oh the the TV's been lying to me for years. The government has been lying to me for years. The, my bank has been lying to me for years. Like all of these lies are like coming together at once. And 
So I can just see us waking up one morning and and being like, yeah, uh, bread costs a thousand dollars now. Well, that that's you know, I I'm not. I gave my I I invested my money in an IRA. Like I don't know, I made a decent amount of money in my twenties, like in one week or something. And I'm like, I don't have any kind of retirement. So I've got an IRA, and there's a decent amount of money in it now. But I don't know if that's all, if I'm going to wake up one day and be like, yeah, you don't have that anymore and be like, fuck, I should have bought. But if I buy all, if I take that money out and buy like gold and silver and all that, depending on who you ask, they're like, that's what you need to do. And then other people are like, nah, I don't, my financial guy, of course, is like, nah, it's, it's going to be fine. It'll come back around. And, um, you know, you want to leave that in there because you don't want to take it out to your 60 anyway, um, which, you know. 60 used to seem like, oh, 60. Now I'm like, fuck, that's not that far away. (laughs) Right? No, (laughs) Um, I mean, I I would say if it it gets to the point where everything crashes, it won't matter whether you have the money in there or whether you had it in your hand because it'll be worth nothing either way. So I would say your safe bet would be leave it alone and – Unless everything completely crashes, then yeah, you'll end up with more money in the long run because of inflation and stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I'm. That's that's the hope. But I mean, I don't know. I, Especially if things do go nuts and bread does cost a thousand dollars, because then the interest rate on your IRA will go way up and. It, 10 years from now, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I have 8.4 million in here, and I only had 30,000 in there 10 years ago. You know, granted, it costs $1,000 to buy a fucking loaf of bread now, but <laughs> but who knows? You know, like I, we've, I've seen it in TV shows and stuff for years where they're like, uh, you know, the guy like buys an apple or whatever, and they're like, that'll be 8 million credits. And he like taps his little thing or whatever. And it's like, that's where we're headed, you know. To, yeah. uh, but I don't know. I actually, this video might be pertinent to what we're talking about. Um, people, I watched a thing about, um, oh, what's it called? Like where everybody gets money every month. Basic income. What's the first word? Uh, universal basic income. And basically saying like, we'll just give everybody like a thousand dollars a month and, and just enough to, to barely skate by and then people will still work and they'll be able to make money on top of work and all that stuff. And studies just show like, no, if you're giving people money, they're not going to work. They, they don't fucking need to, they only work cause they have to. So, uh, but this is a lady talking about a school thing. Play this video. Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked, that no one would be poor and no one would be rich, a great equaliser. The professor then said, OK, we will have an experiment in this class. All grades will be averaged and everyone will receive the same grade. No one will fail, but no one will receive an A either. After the first test, the grades were averaged and everyone got a B. The students who studied hard were upset and the students who studied little were happy. As the second test rolled round, the students who studied little studied even less 
and the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. When the third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the tests proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name-calling and blame all resulted in hard feelings study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail. Because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. But when the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom. Yeah, that's exactly what socialism is. And that coupled with the fact that all governments are corrupt or why they never freaking work out. Yep. So. And it's just, <clears throat> you know, like you part of being a human is like you need to accomplish shit. Like, I think that's the biggest. Uh, what am I thinking of? Like reason for depression and stuff like that is that people just don't have real goals, you know? They're like, oh, well, I just I need to get this work thing done by the end of the week. That's my goal. And it's like, no, that's somebody else's goal. That's just what you're doing to make some money. Like what real goal do you have? And I, I think the main one is supposed to be fall in love and have kids. Like that's our main purpose for being humans. But now it's like the goal has become something different. You know, the goal is like, I just want to be happy with myself. And it's like, all right, well, you can do that if you want, but you're going to end up just sitting there and watching TV all day and and not accomplishing any real goals. And then that makes you sad. And and uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's human nature to not appreciate something that's just handed to you. You know, we've talked yeah. about we've talked about that a few times, but it's just it's just the way it is. You don't appreciate it as much as when, you know, I think I don't know, I think. I don't know the psychology behind it, but sometimes I wait till the last minute to do shit and then I, I get it all done. And I'm like, man, you could have done all that. You know, you had a month, you could have done something every day and felt good every day. And rather than doing what you do, which is have a list like this freaking long and which is where I'm at right now, I'm leaving town tomorrow and I'm like, got all this shit to do. And I'm like, God, what is the psychology there? Like who hurt you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that on days where I actually get a lot of shit done and then I'll sit down and be like, man, it's three in the afternoon and I, I think this is the first time I've sat down today, you know? And I'm like, fuck, why don't I do this every day? Like, this feels good, you know? But then the next morning, it's just, it's so much easier to just grab my robe off the hook and throw it on and sit in my recliner than it is to, like, get dressed and put my shoes on and, like, leave my apartment and... Once I'm outside, then I can usually like I'll, things will click, you know, and I'll be like, oh, all right, now I need to do this and I'll do this. But when I sit down, I'm like, eh, I mean, I don't need to do that immediately like that. Yeah. Can all, that can totally wait till later and I'll do it later. Yeah. And, my, that's, my and that's worked for 90 percent of my life, you know? Yeah, me too. And and unfortunately, I I I ride waves of like something good I did or whatever that makes me feel good. I'll write it for days. I'm envious of those people who are just like, all right, I accomplished that. That was great. Now on to the next thing. I'm like, 
man, I just don't seem to have that. And at this stage in my life, like, and I'm always searching for it. Like, I'm always like, all right, this is the year, this is the day or whatever. And, you know, I don't know, just, and then, and then I, sometimes I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to give up, <laughs> but that doesn't last very long either. You know? Um, yeah. I don't well, know. that's like, uh, I do it with low carbs, but I guess you could kind of do it with life also. And that is like, give yourself a cheat day to look forward to, to just be like, that's like Sunday or whatever is my day to be a piece of shit more than I am the rest of the week or to just, you know, not accomplish things or whatever. Like that definitely makes me feel a lot better about eating a whole pizza and then a pint and a half of ice cream when I know that I made it through the whole week without any of that shit, you know? And that's like my reward today is to like, I am going to just be a piece of shit. And then instead of thinking the way that I used to think, which is I'm a piece of shit every day and I'm like upset with myself about it, then I just, I enjoy the food that much more. And I'm just like, you get to be a piece of shit today. And I'll just <laughs> kick back in my recliner and be like, fuck yes. Like you deserve this, you know? Yeah. So um, speaking of eating, I know you have to leave pretty soon to go eat dinner with your grandma, but um... I do. Yeah. She her her back hurts and she was like, the way she said it was like, I've got these pork chops that I could cook, but I really don't feel like cooking pork chops. And I was like, you don't have to if you don't want to. And she just kind of talked herself into it. But I know that I'm I if I go over there late, she's going to be like, they're cold now. And I stood here even with my sore back and everything. So, yeah, I was like, I will be there at 530. No worries. Which is like eight minutes, right? Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I, a couple yeah um well should we talk about do you think there's gonna be some kind of civil war or do you think that's all scare talk uh i don't think there will be a like a civil war the way that it was before i think no i mean how what would that even look like i think if there is going to be a, a civil war of come some kind it will be uh digital or electronic or something like that. Like, uh, see, but even if it's that, like you're still cutting off everything for people on your side too. Like that's the weird thing. In the, in the first civil war, it was like, we're on the North. So we're on this side. You guys are on the South. You're on that side. And now it seems more like big cities are definitely lean to the left, but even in big cities, there's a fair amount of, people that don't buy into any of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so honestly, I don't know, but I could see some sort of uh, attacks of some kind, I guess not terrorist shit necessarily, but just, you know, hacks and, uh, honestly, dude, I have no idea. Because I've every idea that I have, I'm like, well, there's no way that they would do that, you know? Like, they're not going to just shut down the power for the whole country, which that actually would lead to some kind of... That's gangs in the street kind of war right there. If all the power goes out, then that's just everybody with a weapon, and this side of town is fighting that side of town, unless we can all agree to something. I don't know. I'm just rambling. 
No. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's just hard to imagine like how any of that would, how any of that would play out. Like how would you even know who was on what side? And, and well, I, it would probably start with rallies of some kind or something, you know, like, uh, um, I could see some of these like free, pro-Palestine or pro-Israel rallies, like turning violent, you know, one side uh, against the other side fighting that way. And then people that live nearby hearing the story of that happening and then picking a side and, and planning another big rally for the next week, which is basically just fighting, you know, like we're going to meet out here and we're all going to fucking go nuts on one another. But that's why I can't really see a, an actual war type scenario happening because the, the national guard is going to get called in on anything that gets too ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I, I, I wish I would have saw, I only saw the headline about general Flynn talking about an impending civil war or whatever. So I didn't get to read it or listen to what he was, what he actually had to say, but, um, which sucks because it was literally like right before the podcast started. I'm like, Oh shit what what's he saying about a civil war like you know i don't know i think americans overall are too lazy for any of that shit <laughs> you know we've had it too good for too long people aren't going to be fighting in the street over shit um because oh, i think most of that stuff is orchestrated anyway i don't think it's real people most of the time i think they're it's just all smoke and mirrors to make things look worse than they really are yeah and this, uh, you're talking about General Michael Flynn on uh, the Alex Jones show. Was it Alex Jones? I th or on Infowars, yeah. And, but okay. it's an hour and 48 minutes long. I was going to say, well, let's just play it real quick. But yeah, no. that. But that's definitely something that I, I would uh, be interested in watching. Because that's both sides of the, of the coin there. Flynn is one of those guys that seems to be a straight shooter, you know, and, yeah. and Alex Jones is the guy that's like, and what about the aliens and that kind of stuff? And I feel like that a good, that back and forth would be good. A Flynn being like, well, you know, there are secret programs. We definitely know that. And like nailing down some actual Alex Jones truth. Yeah. I'm not a, I don't listen to Alex Jones every day by any means. Uh, it would depress me too much, but, um, I did listen to him enough a little bit the other day to hear him completely shit on, on Q, which kind of, I didn't know how to feel about it. I'm like, well, you know that how corrupt everything is and that you believe in the globalists and all that. So why is it so far fetched to believe that, that there's, that there could be some validity to, to the Q, the whole Q thing, you know, um, but he definitely seemed like it was all just completely bullshit and whatever. And just, it just, it just added to my confusion about a lot of things. You know, yeah. Like and who's on what side or, or who's playing the middle and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean the, the Q stuff when it came out on, on 4chan and then later 8chan and now 8kun, K-U-N, uh, all of those people are the nerdiest internet people that there are. They're the most like investigatory sort of mindsets that exist on the internet. They're the same ones. Uh, there was a thing that Shia LaBeouf posted years ago where he was like, I don't remember if, if he was being a dick or what he if he was playing a game or what, but people looked at the video of him and looked at the stars in the sky 
and figured out where the video was shot from. And like, it's that kind of shit. They're internet sleuths. They're fucking nerds like that. So when this person comes out and says, Hey, I'm, you know, I try to track me. You can't, you know, like try to figure out where I'm, I'm sending this from. Like you absolutely can't. All of these nerds on there were like, fuck dude, we can't like, we could probably find anybody else. We can't find this guy. So whoever it is, is like at the top of, of the shit, as far as technology and, and talent and that kind of shit goes. And then HBO came out with the documentary that was like, oh, it was actually this guy, but it wasn't fucking that guy, Code Monkey. It was, uh, he was just the guy who ran the 4chan forum that Q decided to to sign up on. So Q had to like sign up with this guy, Code Monkey, but they were different guys. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but nobody knows who the fuck Q is. So anybody that, my point is, if Q was not, a Trump fan or in with Trump or whatever, some of the nerd ass Trump fans on 4chan would have been like, you guys, this is all bullshit. Like, don't, don't believe this. And here's why. And then that news would have spread. But instead, the only news that spreads when Q is around is holy fuck. How did he get these pictures? How did he uh, get this information? Like, how did he say this thing three days before it happened? That kind of shit. That's the only Q stuff that comes out other than what you read on Facebook or hear on the news, which is like, you know, bullshit conspiracy theory. Q is is crazy and everybody's a wacko. And, but there's no evidence behind any of that. They just don't. It's the same as the vaccine stuff or whatever. Like, you know, this crazy person seems to think vaccines don't work. And instead of a, a responsible reporter being like, so we're going to find out whether they do or not. They're just like, so we've, you know, blocked this crazy person because he's saying crazy things like. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's all just complete bullshit, it, it is some of the most organized, best fictional writing you know that there's ever been if it's all just complete bullshit there's no validity to any of it um masterful if that's what it is but i it's hard to believe that that's all it is is just creative cloak and dagger shit you know larping is what they say that's the that's what people say or said in the beginning and what they said about every other anonymous person that was like an insider that posted people would be like you're fucking larping dude which means live action role play it's like you're pretending to be somebody but we know that you're not that person and uh, and many of them have proven otherwise you know yeah so anyway all right let's uh do you want to check out another short video before we get going yeah, all I'll say before we do is that it, it, it is going to be the most interesting year of our lifetimes, or it'll all be nothing. But I, I, one of those two. <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a band in high school, and people either loved us or they hated us, or they thought we were okay. <laughs> is that a Mitch Hedberg joke? It sure is. It sounded uh, like something he'd say. So this, <laughs> this last guy is, uh, I don't know what where he stands politically but he's doing a biden impression and uh and i thought it was pretty good so you can play that whenever you'd like 
Okay. There's a new sheriff in town, all right? He goes by the name of Dr. Jill Biden. Joe, it's my sister, man. No, I mean it. I mean it. I'm not kidding you. Get the vaccine. No hyperbole. You gotta get the vaccine. No, I mean it. And you gotta get off the social media, man, and MySpace, and the Sweeters, and the, and the, and the Spacebook, man. No, I mean it. I'm not kidding you. Misinformation is killing people, man. It's just worse than the Civil War of 1746. 1920. You know the deal. Come on. Man. Oh, I, mean it. I, mean it. I thought that was pretty funny. That was great. I'm almost positive that's at the Comedy and Magic Club. I have no proof, but that looks like their background. Well, maybe it is. Maybe you'll see that guy. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't know Dave Burley, but uh, that was hilarious. I love that. Yep. All right. Well, I got to go eat pork chops and green beans at my grandma's. All right, man. That sounds great. I have not eaten yet at all today, and I'm starving. So. Me neither, and me too. So all right. I'm looking all right, forward buddy. to it. Well, All right, good show. Time. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, don't forget to check out my comedy special at MikeIsFunny.com and share it with uh, every single person that you've ever met. Spam everyone with it, and uh, let's get me to a billion views. Yeah, and go to OmahaFunnyBone.com and buy tickets to my show January 5th and 6th. I'll be at Pachanga this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday in Temecula. But they're not giving me a door deal. So I am really more concerned about you buying tickets to the Omaha Funny Bone January 5th and 6th. Yeah, unless you live near Pachanga or whatever, and then probably go to that one. But And I'll be in Hastings, Nebraska on New Year's Eve. We didn't even think to say last week, Merry Christmas, everyone. I didn't think about that until after we were done recording. And I was like, we should have said Merry Christmas. So Happy New Year, everybody. And, and we... we We'll see you in, in we'll see you next year. And we hope you had a great Christmas. Yep, we sure do. <laughs> All right. As always, go to make it happen, M-A-C-A-N at heaven.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. And uh yeah, everything Mike said, do that. And God bless you. Have a great new year. Bye. <laughs>